You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Greg Johns, who covers the Mariners for MLB.com. Greg, it's a big week. We're less than one week away from spring training. Football's over, so it's officially official. And, Greg, before we get into the news of the week, I want to know, for a first-time fan coming to spring training and they want to see the Mariners, what would you recommend to them? Is there somewhere they should sit? Is there the best place to get an autograph? What do you think? Well, my big thing with, with fans who have never been there is to make sure you come not just to the the game at the at the Peoria Stadium or wherever you might catch them, but but come come to a workout uh, at least one. Uh, you know, they, they work out at the Peoria Complex at their facility in the mornings before the games for a couple hours, and that's your that's a fantastic place to, to sit on the sidelines, get right up next to the fence, watch a guy throw a you know watch James Paxton throw in the bullpen ten feet away from you, or, or watch Felix Hernandez walk by, or or get up there and, and, and literally stand behind Robinson Cano and Nelson Cruz when they're taking batting practice. And those guys are, are, are much more accessible. You know, not during the during the practice, they'll, they'll say hi or not or whatever. But but as they come off the field, it's a great time to get autographs. And they come through a little little gateway going to the, the clubhouse, and, and guys will stop and sign for a lot of times as long as guys are there. And some of those guys are really great about giving their time to the fans. And uh, to me, that's a great place if you want to really be up close to the players and, and really. You know, get a face to face with guys. Those those workouts at the facility in the morning are, are just awesome. And uh, and you know, and then if you you can go grab lunch and head to the stadium and catch the game that afternoon, uh, it's a perfect day of baseball. And, and uh, that, that's my recommendation. Make sure you get out to the facility and catch a practice. All right, Greg, I like that. Let's move on now to the outfield. And you wrote about this youth movement that is going on. And there's actually a youth movement, I think, across baseball as well. I know I've talked a lot about this with Jane Lee, who covers the athletics, um, and you talked about, you know, can the young guns on the team keep improving? And that's the question I want to know, Greg. Can they keep improving? Well, they better. I mean, that's <laughs> the plan. That's uh, that's really what uh, what Jerry DePoto is building, is, is that a younger group to kind of grow with, and, you know, it really is focused a lot on the outfield. And when, when he to go over, he said we want to get younger, more athletic, and he largely was talking about the outfield group. And, and they, uh, Danny, they started three rookies last year, uh, eighty or more games, like ninety or more games. Uh, you know, the three rookies, uh, Ben Gamble, Mitch Hanniger, and, and Guillermo Heredia, were all out there for for the majority of the season, and, and that's a rarity. I mean, in fact, it, it's back in uh, it's been since 1969 that a team had that many rookies start in the outfield all year. And, 19, it was Kansas City Royals with Lou Pinella as a rookie, so that you know it's going back a ways when you bring up Lou Pinella's rookie year. So a pretty unusual situation for that many guys to be playing their first year in the bigs all at the same time. And those guys are athletic; they can run, and uh, you know there's a lot of upside there. I think Mitch Hanniger was just, just uh, you know, it's, we saw what he could do last year, but he got hurt. You know, he got he got the oblique strain early, and then he got hit in the face with a Jacob Degrom fastball, which is, is not a good thing to do and miss some time. But but when he was out there, boy, he uh, he really showed what he can do. I think he's poised for a real nice year this year. And, and uh, Ben Gamble will be playing left field, and uh, Ben was hitting about 330 midway through the season, and, and then ran into some 
some things as, as pitchers adjusted to him. He's going to need to adjust back this year and prove he can he can be that guy a little little more full time. But uh, a lot of lot of upside with Ben. And then Heredia was was uh, hitting 285 in mid-August when uh, when he took a tailspin late after he got a shoulder problem. He played through it. They needed him. Gerard Dyson was on the DL. Heredia kept playing. His, his average plummeted, and, and his final numbers don't look that great. But uh, I think Heredia is a tremendous athlete and, and a, a young guy from Cuba, his first full year in the big leagues last year. And once he gets back from his shoulder, he might be a little late getting into camp with that shoulder because he comes off the surgery. But he'll be uh, backing up in center field and probably all the positions with uh, D. Gordon and Hamlet center. So I, I do like their young group, and, and that's, uh, that's certainly a, a fun thing to watch this spring is how those guys continue to develop. Very exciting news, I would say, for all of the fans out there who are looking at the depth. I know a lot of people like to see the product on the field today. But the depth is also important because these are the people coming up and filling in when who knows what happens during the season. So many injuries, but there's it's good to know that there's backups who can do the job and do it well. So our friend Anthony Kashervins penned an article about the 2018 all underrated team. And he's got Mike Zanino and Gene Segura on the list. Now, Greg, how in the world do they fit in on this team? And why is this actually good news for the Mariners? Well, I think it's great news because I think people look at the Mariners and they a lot of people will say, hey, this is a team that's getting older and their they're, they're window's closing and, and they're looking at Cano and, and Nelson Cruz and Felix Hernandez. Everybody thinks that's, that's kind of, they've got to win now. This thing's going to be over. And, and I think people overlook the fact that there's there's really a young nucleus now with, with Zanino, Segura, the, the, the young outfielders we just talked about that were all rookies last year and and they brought in Ryan Healy and Dee Gordon. These, these are guys all in their twenties. You know, James Paxton, you know, Edwin Diaz, the closer, twenty-three years old. These are all guys in their twenties. That, that really, that, to me, is the, the foundation of this team now. It's, it's not just the old, the old uh, all stars that are trying to hang on. I, I think this team's growing with guys. And, and you mentioned Segura and, and Zanino as being all underrated team by uh, Anthony. And his, I think that speaks to what is kind of developing here. That's kind of under the radar. Uh, Zanino is a guy who had a tremendous second half last year, and, and I think he could be an all-star catcher. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he continues doing what he did in that second half, he's going to be you know, he's one of the best catchers in, in the league. And, and uh, Segura as well. I mean, this, the kid at 300 last year, uh, he's, he's coming off two very good years, uh, proving what he can do. Uh, these are the guys they're building with, Danny, and uh, you know, underrated. You know, you're underrated when, when you until you until you win and you, you really hit the big stage, and, and that's what they've got to do. If, when when they, those guys are going to be noticed uh, more and more if this team can put things together. All right. Well, I hope someone puts me on the uh, 2018 All Underrated team too. Then, Greg, <laughs> I have some things to prove as well. Uh, I, I like to fly under the radar. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Another guy who is not flying under the radar, Greg, is D Gordon, and I am pumped. I, I can't even tell you. So excited to see this guy in spring training. He's got a new team, a new position. But looking ahead, I want to know who else are you going to have your eyes on come spring training. You know, we talk about Felix. I think there's a guy you've got to keep an eye on and how he does this year and how he comes out in spring is going to have a, a lot of impact on how this team does. And I, I think you want to see James Paxton if he's picking up where he left off because he's, he's a, he could be one of the best pitchers in baseball. So th- those are guys, the big names. But, you know, there's, 
It's, I, I like to see the guys that we haven't seen much. It's kind of guys I like to keep an eye on. The, the Braden Bishop and Ian Miller, the, the two prospects out in the outfield that get a chance to come to camp for the first time. And these are, these are young guys that can really run and, and good defensive players, and uh, it's going to be fun. And could have a chance to, to grab a, a fourth outfielder spot if, if Heredia is not able to start the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are guys, you know, Art Warren in the bullpen, who else out there? Matt Festa, it's a couple, couple of young kids that were really – Really put up some good numbers in the minors last year, getting a chance to come to the camp the first time. You know, those are the kind of kids. I, you know, they're they're going to come to camp with eyes wide open. You know what they can do. You know, these these games for them. You know, the Cactus League games. The veterans are just getting their work in. Those young guys. I mean, this is their chance to shine and really, you know, create not only uh, uh, memories for themselves and, and start their future, but also to put an imprint with the organization of what they can do. And, uh, you know, most of these guys won't make the club coming out of camp, but you impress people in spring. And then when you do have a situation in the season, when they're looking for somebody, you know, they, they remember what you were doing in the, in the spring. And, uh, you know, that's when you can make an impression on things. So yeah, a lot, lots of stuff to watch, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of names to keep an eye on. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, as we get a week away from camp, I'm going down the list. There's, I think, 63 names right now. And, yeah. And I'm going to get there and try to put some names to faces, some of these guys I haven't seen yet. You're so. getting me so pumped up right now, Greg. I'm just thinking about <laughs> these guys and the impressions that they're trying to make and um, what that must feel like. I know they have a lot to prove, and I'm sure they're confident in their abilities. And, uh, Greg, earlier this offseason, we talked about Felix Hernandez, and we were talking about his flexibility, and I'm about to tell a bad joke because you can't spell Felix without flex. But, Greg, at this point in his career, I'm interested to know, do you think that he will be relying more on his stuff, his finesse, more so than velocity? Because I feel like when you get to a certain age, you start to rely on those things more. But that's not necessarily what Jerry DePoto is saying because he still thinks that Felix can return to his ace form. But is his ace form different than the Felix he used to be? Do you understand what I'm saying? Does it make sense? Well, I mean, DePoto isn't really saying he's going to return to his ace form. I think what DePoto is counting on is... Felix being a, a good major league pitcher uh, and staying healthy and being a big part, a big contributor. And I think a lot of people are saying that hey, Felix is done. You know, he was hurt last year. He was hurt quite a bit the year before. And, and this guy, you know, he, he's not going to be that number one pitcher anymore. Well, I think what DePoto's saying is not every pitcher in the major leagues is an ace. And, and you, you, win, you win with guys, you know, solid staffs. And, and that Felix can be that guy. He can be a big part of that rotation still. And, and but he's going to do it a little differently, and he's he's been adjusting, and he, he really needs to take the next step to continue to adjust. And, and everybody knows he's not throwing the mid nineties anymore, and that's been true for a while. But but uh, you know he he needs to really lock in on, on what he does well and, mm. and pitch to his strengths. And he's got one of the best changeups in baseball. Uh, he's got tremendous curveball. He can he can uh, you know spin the ball like as well as anybody in baseball. <laughs> Uh, he's not going to rush it up there mid nineties, so you know he needs to spot that fastball and be really effective on on locating with that thing. And and, and that guy has four or five pitches and can be a very effective starter. Is he going to be Justin Verlander coming out and dominating? <laughs> you know, at, at that age, but probably not. I mean, that doesn't, doesn't look like the future for Felix. Uh, sure. You know, his, his arm's got a ton of miles and, he, and his, the velocity has dropped, but. Uh, can he still be a, a very effective major league pitcher? Poto certainly thinks so. It's going to, like I said, that's going to be one of the big keys to spring is seeing how Felix comes out and, and, and being healthy will be you know, job number one. Okay. All right. That answers my circle question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg. Truck day. Every team has a truck day. It's a grand tradition at Major League Baseball, and all the teams are headed for what they hope is 
warmer temperatures and hopefully a bright future. So for the Mariners, I'm wondering what you think their vision is going to be heading into spring training. It'll definitely be warmer. I know that. and It won't be raining every day like Seattle, so those are two big upsides right off the bat. But their vision is, is pretty clear. I think it's, it's what we talked about earlier is, is getting younger and more athletic and building on that, that group. And, and some specifics, I think, Dan, if you want to talk about what Scott Service will want to get done, is, is they, they need to be a better base running team. And he talked about it as the season ended last year. He said, I'm going to do some different things this spring, and guys are just going to have to be ready for it. We may have days where we don't hit. We just work on base running. Uh, guys may complain about it. That's not the way it's been done. He says, we got to do something different. we got to let them know it's important. We're going to work on some, some new base running drills, some, some things guys' teams haven't done before. And he's been thinking about this all offseason. So I'm, I'm curious to see how some of those workouts go. They don't have a ton of time. Yeah. Uh, p- pitchers and catchers report uh, next Wednesday, the full squad, I think the following Tuesday, is the first day they're all in the field together, and then they're playing games by the, the Friday of that week. So the full squad will only be together three or four days before they're out on the, on, on the Cactus League play. But but you still, as I mentioned earlier, they're working out every day in the mornings and doing things. And, and uh, a big part of that's going to be working on base running. I think a lot of fundamentals and really getting back to the little things. I think they feel like they're a good team. They got a lot of, a lot of um, hitting, a lot of a lot of speed, a lot of things they can do. But a lot of times you come down to one run game and you can't make the little mistakes that cost you. And I think they felt like they did that too much last year. So that, that's part of the vision. You know, the big picture vision is I think what we talked about earlier is just bringing those young guys, continue to develop that, that group around the, the big core four that they like to call the, the, the Cano, Cruz, Seeger, and, and uh, Felix. You know, again, get those, those younger guys that we talked about, the Zaninos and Paxtons and Diazes, to, to really be the, the bulk of this franchise and, and see what they can do in the American League West. All right, Greg. Well, you've given everyone a lot of reasons to be excited about this team and about doing training. And I'm excited because the next time we're talking, Greg, you will be there in the action. You're going to be in the know. And maybe there'll be some bat cracks going on in the background, mm-hmm. too. Uh, so I can feel like I'm there with you. Well, come on down. Arizona a great place to be in, in uh February and March, and uh, there's nothing, nothing better than hearing some baseball and sitting in the sun. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to have you uh, write a note to somebody and have them send me there so we can hang out in person, <laughs> we'll you, Greg. We'll get, we'll get you on the train. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's right. That's right. Well, listen, if you still need your Mariners fix, go to Mariners.com. You can check out all of Greg's work. And, Greg, great talking to you, man. We'll talk soon. All right, Danny. All, all right, thanks, we'll, thanks everyone, so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.